Hey strangers, if you're on the road or going out for a walk, thanks for bringing me with you. Welcome to Road Snacks. I'm your host, Viviana, and this is a show about photography, all life things, and weightlifting. Thanks for being here. I recently finished up a series of courses called the Seven Pillars Program for the Boudoir University. Weightlifting photographers, you're going to want to stick around for this because what I'm about to share applies to you as well. The course has covered seven topics, mitigating harm 101, ableism 101, anti-racism, 2SLGBTQIA 101, Body Image 101, Therapeutic Photography, and Sexuality and Boudoir 101. Boudoir is an area of photography I'm exploring, and when I saw the courses, I was like, yes, this is awesome. I've been looking for something like this, and it's dedicated to photographers. We're going to take a look at diversity and inclusion when it comes to our portfolios. The courses got me thinking about our responsibility as photographers, or do we have a responsibility? By not diversifying our portfolios, are we contributing to the problem of how society censors real faces and bodies? Photographers, take a look at your portfolio. Do you show all humans? all people of ages, sizes, color, genders, non-genders, disabled folks, weightlifting photographers, this goes for you as well. When was the last time you highlighted an older athlete on your social media feed or an athlete of color? As photographers, what is our social responsibility and what does that responsibility look like? I'm not here to point fingers or embarrass you because I am right there with you learning and doing the work. I just want you to start thinking about how practicing real inclusion and diversity can help with dismantling oppressive systems. Yes, even as photographers. I'll often hear from photographers, Viv, what am I supposed to do? I have clients that look like XYZ. I can't help who hires me. How am I supposed to diversify my portfolio? Yes, but clients hire you because they see themselves in your portfolio. So if they can't see themselves in your portfolio, they're not going to hire you. This is what I've learned so far. And please, if you're serious about doing the work and diversifying your portfolio, please start from somewhere. This episode is meant to get you thinking and learning and doing your own research. So the first thing you can do is work on a personal project and ask your friends to be a part of it, but just let them know why. And also don't be asking strangers to be a part of your project uh, because then you're tokenizing them. Tell your friends why you'd like to photograph them and if possible, pay for their time. Now, if all your friends happen to be cis, hetero, and white, then it's time Time to diversify your inner circle and the people you network with. The work of inclusion and diversity <laughs> starts there. You didn't expect for me to say that, huh? Diversifying your portfolio for the sake of checking off a box is not doing the work. Also, don't cold contact an influencer just because they have a big following and be like, hey, can I borrow your skin? Can I borrow your age? Can I borrow your look? Because essentially that's what you're doing. You need to pay for their time or pay for models. Yes, that's right, my friends. Pay underrepresented folks because marginalized people are often used as props for the benefit of the photographer or even wedding vendors. Please don't do that. And if you're not sure what deems respectful, start investing in some courses and get to learning. <laughs> also, the work goes beyond your portfolio. Yes, 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 my friends. So here's an example. You have all over your website that you are an inclusive photographer, you embrace diversity, but you vote for someone who doesn't support trans rights. Your diverse portfolio is built on lies and deceit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you. It means nothing and it's tokenizing. Makes sense. Being an inclusive photographer means that you are ready to be an ally. So are you ready to correct family members and friends when they say something hateful about the LGBTQ uh, community or against Black Lives Matter? Now, what if you don't want to diversify your portfolio because this is a real thing? Maybe you'd prefer to only have white humans on your website. Maybe you only prefer to photograph uh, skinny people and put them on your social media feed. You do you. Recently, I read a comment in a private Facebook photography group where the photographer admitted that he would prefer to only have clients look a certain way. I won't repeat exactly what he said because it's hurtful. To sum it up, he claimed that it makes it more difficult to get nice images if clients are XYZ. This is for real. And I was like, 
whoa. But I hope he puts this somewhere on his website. I also hope he doesn't call himself an inclusive and diverse photographer because obviously he's not. If you're ready to start the work, there are a few things that you can do right now today. Change your client forms. So instead of using uh, the terms bride and groom, use gender neutral wedding terms instead. Change the copy on your website to be more inclusive. Stop referring racist vendors and businesses. <laughs> feel like that's a no-brainer, but I have to tell you that I've started doing some research on the people that I refer out to my clients. So I need to make sure that if, if I'm calling myself an inclusive and diverse photographer, that I'm creating a safe space for all my clients. Also literally create a safe space. And, and I mean physically the space. So if you are a boudoir photographer who owns a studio, is your furniture safe for your plus size clients? Can they fit in the chairs that you have? Diversify who you hang out with in the business world. Also diversify your space and the content. Start following accounts of people who look different from you. And lastly, sign up for some courses. Don't ask your black friends and gay friends to explain things to you because they are exhausted. That means skip the style shoot, take that money, invest it in some training. Don't feel guilty if this is all new to you. Remember it takes time and I'm right there with you. I am learning. At the end of the day, if your intentions and your heart are in the right place, you will be fine. Even though, just to remind you, it's not really about you. <laughs> You'll have to put your feelings aside in order to do the work. Before I go, I just want to let you know also that there are resources and articles that have helped me and the course courses that have helped me as well. I'm going to leave that in the show notes if you're interested in starting your own path to learning more about how to be a better inclusive and diverse photographer. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that this episode uh, you found helpful. And also this episode, which is like probably what, five or six minutes long, <laughs> people have spent years, uh, they've dedicated so much time and countless hours in order to learn um, how to be an inclusive uh, photographer. So what I share with you today just like is like little, it's <laughs> just like very little information. I highly suggest that and recommend that you go out and just start learning. So get out there, explore the world, create, be a kind human, and don't forget to take your vitamins. Talk to all of you soon. Adios.